This is Cooper Cup, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here, of course, with the Trash Man broadcasting on YouTube, maybe on Periscope. I think I got Periscope set back up after I got scared off of it because of the uh, because of the Chinese. I believe it was a Chinese hack last week on on Twitter. Twitter advised you should shut off any third party apps. So. Hopefully we have that back on and I want to just start out by thanking everybody. I've, I've noticed in the uh, Apple podcast since I've berated you last time, Trashman and I were on, you've definitely come through with a whole lot, of, whole lot of new ratings and reviews. So we appreciate it. If you guys could keep those coming in, uh, we would certainly, certainly appreciate it. But my bitching will be done for at least a couple weeks at this point because you guys really did thank, come through. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> trash man we got a bunch to get to today i have now dude okay so this week i got the version 1.1 of the Superflex cheat sheet up a version one and then version 1.1 that had to be done as soon as we got the damian williams clyde edwards elayer news we want to talk about that we got to talk about the LaShawn mccoy news we have the tight end strength of schedule tool that went up at rosterwatch.com i want to talk to you about some of the best and some of the worst schedules among fantasy tight ends and then of course the the big topic that you just just need to get off your chest. Um, hand, handed down by our <laughs> SEO overlords, overvalued fantasy players in the year of our Lord 2020. So we'll talk about all that. But first, I wanted to start out doing a simulation, uh, a draft simulation here using the uh, PPR cheat sheet version 3.4 that I just put out. And it's an interesting version of this cheat sheet, Trash Man, because it's turning out. Turning out pretty, uh, turning out pretty running back heavy drafts at the very beginning, which is a way that I'm kind of leaning towards, <laughs> leaning towards going right now. Um, the one does thing it account I worry for about, the, does it account for the Damian Williams? Yeah, yeah. News, okay. Yeah, but just you know, the more and more of these mock drafts that I do, the more and more I realize, especially in leagues where especially in like FFPC type leagues where you have two flex and you can start two running backs in those flex spots, it's it's becoming um, it's becoming interesting to go with a really strong running back start. So let me just share the screen here and then you and I can go over how we're going to, how we're going to do this. So share a tab here. Great boy, trash man. We're doing this early. I feel like I'm not quite on my game yet. All right. So where do you want to draft in this thing? Um, Let's it gave draft us the, the fifth th- randomly. Do you want to draft somewhere else? I don't want to draft at the fifth. Let's draft at the nine. Okay, just because I know that'll be a Dalvin Cook team, and I don't, I don't, I don't want a Dalvin Cook team. Uh, we'll go. We'll, like we t- said, we'll go two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two running back, wide receiver, tight end, flex. This do you want to explain? Do you want to explain to people why you don't want a Dalvin Cook team? They might be curious to know. 
I just I hate the fifth pick because I pay, I feel like I have to take Dalvin. And there's still something a little bit up in the air until August 5th. I just I don't want to take him. I don't want to do that. We 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 can make it five, but I just I don't like picking there because I don't want to take Dalvin. Fair enough. You need to. You should. <laughs> I just don't like doing it. <laughs> uh, I, I want to wait till August fifth before I take Dalvin Cook. Do, I it, make sure. do as I do as I yeah. say and not as I do, huh? Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right, fuck, fuck it, trash man. I'll pick fifth. I'll pick fifth, and I'll show you that I'll take Dalvin. Okay, um, the Yahoo pre-draft rank. We have so we'll go against the composite ADP here. The experts at Fantasy Pros, the composite best ball, and then the pre-draft rank is at Yahoo, ESPN, and NFL.com. PPR three point four test number two. Hopefully this shit doesn't go off the rails. Uh, it's uh, it, uh, kind of big overhaul this week, so we'll see. It looks like it's going to be a. Looks like it'll probably be a Dalvin. Oh, look at this! No, somebody took You're Michael. Wrong. Michael, how did Michael Thomas? Ezekiel Elliott's available at number five. Wow. Yeah, I'm wondering if I put the. Did I put the settings in here <laughs> wrong? I wonder if I put the settings wrong. No we'll see. Clue. If things go sideways, then we'll know it's because I did the settings wrong. Kenyon Drake's going to fall to pick two point. I think I'm, the settings might have been done wrong because Kenyon Drake shouldn't be falling to pick 2.08, right? Well, it depends on who you're asking. Yeah. If you're, well, ask, if you're asking us, then, then, then no. It looks like uh, – do we have a Mike Evans? I believe there's a Mike Evans-Leonard Fournette choice here. Let me make sure that there's a choice, though, for those two. Or whether one is higher up. No, Mike Evans is above Leonard. So this is going. This is going strange. I don't mind Mike getting Mike Evans here in the third round, though. You know, it's kind of, kind of, kind of an odd situation here. This is really. This is a weird start. I like it, but it's just not shaping up how it would. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, Kenyon Drake, and now we're going to get Robert Woods, which is odd. Maybe we'll have a chance at. Yeah, I like that see. one. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. So now we'll get uh, DJ Chark. Here in this spot, looks like we're going to get Cam Akers as our running back three, which I certainly, certainly don't mind here in this spot. But didn't start out with the – see, whenever you think you change things to really tilt it in a certain way, one way or the other, it's like ADP always catches up with you. We'll get Will Fuller here in this spot. Maybe – yeah, so it knew. Darius. So Darius Geis is going to fall. Do you like Darius Geis as, as your running back four, trash man? I think it's fine. Yeah. Okay. He's got great upside. Yeah. So this is this uh, is turning turn a little bit weird here. We're probably going to get our fifth, either our fifth or our sixth running back towards the very end if we get a Damian Harris or a DeAndre Washington. But right now, the sheet's sort of designed to help you fill up at wide receiver uh, through this portion of the draft. I think that's what it's going to do for us. So we're Jared Cook here. We're going to get the chance to go with DeAndre Washington, who I'd be interested to hear if you think he has more value. I got him up to where he'd be in consideration here in the in the, uh, in the the 12th and 13th rounds, um, simply because it's like, besides Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he seems like a pretty, pretty interesting guy to, you know, have out of that KC backfield, you know, based on yeah. what, what, what he's been able to do. So we'll get DeAndre Washington as our wide receiver five Damian Harris went off the board uh, so we'll take Paris Campbell here and then with our 14th round pick we'll take Aaron Rodgers didn't love this simulation not quite running back heavy enough for me but I think it's okay uh, this team turned out to be Aaron Rodgers Ezekiel Elliott or Aaron Rodgers a quarterback the running backs Ezekiel Elliott Kenyon Drake uh, Cam Akers Darius Geis and Damian or 
DeAndre Washington. The that receiver. wasn't ha- running back heavy enough for you? No, I would have liked to get one more. I, w- I wish I could have taken Leonard Fournette instead of Mike Evans there and then had my two starting wide receivers be like just have it be Robert Woods and DJ Chark. That would have been much better. So um, I need to pro- – I'm not going to – I'm not going to change the whole – I'm not going to change the sheet based on that, the structure of it based on that, but I'm going to write down that I would like a choice between Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans in this, in this particular simulation. And if that pops up again, then we might look at changing the structure. Uh, but still, I, I mean, a, a, a great team like Ezekiel Elliott, Kenyon Drake, Cam Akers, Darius Geis, DeAndre Washington, the wide receivers, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, DJ Chark, Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders, Anthony Miller, Paris Campbell, and the tight end, Jared Cook. You can may have a draft like that as well by not even doing a, not lifting a single finger. So following the three simple rules on the top of the sheet of paper, an expert quality draft is guaranteed. All right, trash man. Um, and of course, you can find that at, bro- at rosterwatch.com. Um, we have Daniel Shaffer in the chat here telling us that he got Zeke at five in his last two drafts. He could not believe it. I can't believe it either. He's already, I, I, I can't believe he's had two drafts already. Yeah, well, good for you, man. Good for you. Uh, okay, so the LaShawn McCoy news, trash man. That probably what we should hit off hit off with. Do, do you do you think it matters that much for um, for really anybody involved here? Well, there's been the recent poo pooing of Keyshawn Vaughn, where his ADP is falling through the through the through the bottom. If that thing gets too low to where he starts going in the like, tenth round or something like that, I'm going to have interest in Keyshawn Vaughn again. Dario Gumbawale is getting talked up in some cockamamie circles. Ronald Jones getting talked up in more and more mainstream circles. Now we have LaShawn McCoy added to the mix, who I just don't understand why people even talk about it. This guy sucks. He's no good. He's not his old self. Maybe they just – well, I think they're worried about the rookie not being able to get up to speed maybe and not be able to do do some of the things that – they need him to do. Why would Keyshawn Vaughn not be able to do the things he needs him to do? He's a good prospect. He's a good. I I, I I I think that they have question. I think they just have questions about the depth in that running back, and that running back um, core. As Ronald Jones, as we know, is not a good pass protector. I think they maybe need some more insurance there too for Ronald Jones. Although you know, I felt like. I think it's more insurance than anything because Devontae well, Freeman, McCoy's they could they, they could have gotten Devontae Freeman. Yeah, but but Bruce Arian says that Devontae Freeman's too exp- – he said – That's what I'm he saying. He said he was kind I, of too expensive. Too that's expensive. what I'm saying. So I don't feel like – I feel like if they really wanted somebody who was going to make a real impact in that backfield, I think they probably would have reached for Devontae there. I think the fact that they took LaShawn McCoy – Someone who you know really has fallen off in the last couple seasons. I, I think I it's mean, more he's, compl- he's falling completely off. I just pulled it up on PFF. They have this thing called uh, elusive rating, which I guess is their you know the formula is missed tackles force divided by designed run attempts plus receptions times yards after contact per attempt times one hundred. So uh, you want to do you want to hear some guys that were more elusive per this formula last year? Then LaShawn McCoy. Sure. Uh, okay. Let me look and see if there's anybody less elusive that's actually a good player. You stop me when you hear a good player here. Somebody that was less elusive than LaShawn McCoy. Naheem Hines. 
Reichwell Armstead, Nick Bowden, Danny Vital, Trey Carson, Darrell Williams, Frank Gore, Bo Scarborough, Patrick Laird, Jalen Samuels. You're not stopping me yet, trash man. I mean, I, I, there's, an, there's an argument. There's an argument for Naheem Hines. Dario Gumbuale, Dontrell Hilly. This is a terrible group. To, I mean, we're talking about like the Anthony Shermans and the Divine Aug Zigbos of the world, CJ Procise and Kalen Balaj and Elijah Penny. Elijah Penny's a fucking fullback. So here, here are the players who ranked higher. Some notable players who, who Pro Football Focus thought was more elusive last season than LaShawn McCoy. How about how about Tony Tony Brooks James? How about Peyton Barber? See, that doesn't seem to be a, Zach doesn't Lyon. Seem to be a, a floor on how many touches they got. All right, fine. Let's let's uh, let me just say was I, I can I can definitely change that. Let's change the minimum rush attempts to at least twenty percent of the minimum rush attempts. Okay. okay? So uh, here here are the here are the players. Here, here are the players above him, and think about how these players looked last year. Peyton Barber, Royce Freeman, Ty Johnson, Devontae Freeman ranked higher. Jamal Williams was twice as elusive. Brian Hill was twice as elusive. Carlos Hyde was twice as elusive. David Montgomery, who everybody thinks sucks, twice as elusive. Carry on Johnson, who everybody thinks sucks, twice as elusive. Malcolm Brown, who everybody knows is just a jag, twice as elusive. Jordan Howard, who everybody thinks now sucks, twice as elusive. I don't, really, I don't agree with that. Benny Snell, who is a snail, quite literally a snail, over twice as elusive. Gus this Edwards. Is a, this is a weird metric. I don't uh, it was, season, it was a weird season. It was a weird season for Sean McCoy, being a being a being looking so bad, running around like he's got pants filled with oatmeal, and being a healthy scratch by Handy Reid literally almost every week. And now we're worried about this guy. Well, we're worried I mean, about this. Really, well, like I, I just are, are we really are people really spe- like? There's so much in the world that you could take and you could get in your brain and you can worry about. I mean, in today's world. You, there's a lot to worry about. There was an earthquake yesterday in LA. Well, it's let me like, ask you we're this. Gonna, is, we're going to take Ron- our precious fucking brain space and we're going to worry about is, Shady McCoy. Is Ronald, is Ronald, is Ronald, is Ronald Jones? Jones it, yes. Is Ronald Jones that strong a player to where you, you feel better? I mean, you feel, is he running back two material for you? He's a meat shield. Is he running back two material for He's you? He's a meat, meat shield. <laughs> Okay, I mean, He's like two hundred ten pounds of flesh I'm, that is protecting I'm everybody else away because we're not going to bring in somebody who's actually good. I'm I'm staying away from every Buccaneers running back at this point. I don't want any of because them because of shady because of shady. Yeah, because of the complicated backfield. It's more complication in the backfield. Oh, more I understand it. I, it's I, more I can moving at least, pieces. I can at least more understand pieces in the backfield. Extra variables have, variables have been added. Yeah, an extra variable. It is the and, and, and if there's one backfield that doesn't need an extra variable, it's that one. It's the lowest impact extra variable, and they've been talking about needing to bring in a pass catching running back forever. That's they're that's gonna, a lowest tr- that's a lowest impact backfield. They're going to trot the shady out there, and they're going to see just what this idiot has up his sleeve. I just look. Ahead, I understand. Take, take, I understand take Ronald Jones 
as your second running back. <laughs> well, zero RB, uh, the the uh, zero RB zombies out there, the domestic terrorists that call themselves the the uh, zero RB movement, are talking about taking idiots like this, and they're are ta- and they're talking about taking previously been talking about taking idiots like Damian Williams. Now he's opted out of this season. Um, one of the more besides your guy Devin Funchess, one of the more interesting fantasy. Do you think he felt like the writing was out. on the wall? I don't know. I, I think he, you know he doesn't. I think he's got a um, he's got a family member that's like I think his mom has is recovering from cancer. She has cancer treatments or something. So it has something to do with that. Look, I'm not going to you, you want to opt out over this. You can you can do it. I guess I um, not sure I would, but uh, you know you can do it. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault anybody. Man, your life, do your thing, dude. That's that's what I'm all about. Just you, do your you. You, you do you. So Damian Williams is doing him, and he now opens the way for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I had to make a change on the cheat sheet and move up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The question is, do you take him before Kenyon Drake now? That was my big question. There's no Damian Williams. There's DeAndre Washington in the, in the way. There's Daryl Williams who's coming on. Is, is it Daryl Williams who already ran like a 4.79 or a 4.8140? <laughs> and isn't he coming off a torn ACL? Or maybe it was an Achilles. What was it with Darrell Williams? He's coming off of something. We, uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a first round. Still there. Uh, Okay, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a first round pick at the running back position. That they said is a better Brian Westbrook, who plays on the who play who plays who's the the primary running back on the offense. I feel like you have to take. I feel like you have to take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire there for the upside. See, I, I couldn't I couldn't quite get him there. I, I I could get him up to running back. I could get him up to running back nine. I can I can move him up to running back eight. I was thinking a lot. I, I had a little trash like I had, I had a little trash man sitting on one of my shoulders. I feel like whispering. Well, in my let me ear ask you. Let me ask you this: Drake. If there was no Clyde edwards hilaire if it was just Damian Williams, would you have, would you have him higher than Kenyon Drake? No. Well, no, because Damian Williams did, didn't come in with the pedigree. He didn't come in with the built-in draft capital. He didn't come in with the. I I don't think that I think that Clyde Edwards-Helaire is a different kind of player. He's but he's a neat little player, and I kind of like him. I mean, I like him better than well, Damian Williams. So I, I I don't think that I don't think that Damian Williams was ever going to. They were always going to bring somebody in there to try and supplement Damian Williams. They were always going to do that. They consistently try and do it. Their record has showed us that that's what they do. So uh, their record hasn't shown us really anything about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire except that they've, they've, give, they've given him the ultimate endorsement via their actions. They've taken him in the first round of the NFL draft. So uh, I think it's different. I think it's different. I can't just substitute one for the other. With Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, when there are these, when there are these um, confounding variables that – I come to a little bit of a different conclusion than I would for a dude who's a different person, which is. Does it make a difference to you that like in areas that um, where COVID is starting to peak? No, um, I don't care, dude. I don't care about that shit. It does like they'll be fine. Like, like I'm not, I'm not going to get into the meta analysis of of COVID-19 and stuff. Like, I think that that's going to be a fool's errand. Every time you try and dive into this stuff, it's just like, what do you like, you know? I, I think it's a I think it's a fool's errand. I think I think the way that I mean you can talk you can talk about your point. What is what is your point? Where it's peaking? Where 
Well, I mean, does the fact that, you know, Clyde Edwards Alaire is in KC where we don't don't hear about um, as much about COVID and it doesn't seem to be peaking there compared to um, Arizona where it does seem to be peaking. If, if, if I'm thinking if I'm remembering correctly right about now, um, I mean, it's just maybe it just slightly increases the risk of something, you know, of. Of something drink. in the future happening co- to, yeah. to Clyde because they haven't gone through the shit yet. Or, or or Drake because they're starting to see more cases there. Well, no, but but, but they're plateauing. They're like they they they've they've got Arizona's largely gotten 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 through a lot. I mean, clearly it's been bad there, but you know, like the so shit. I'm not I'm, I'm not a fucking virologist, man. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Anytime you talk about this, it's so stupid. Um, okay, we'll get we'll get, we'll get Fauci on. I, we're we're get, always trying to get that edge. Always trying to get that fantasy edge, man. Gotta, I, I, I get it. One of the ways that we sticks. get an edge. Uh, of course, you can find all of our content at rosterwatch.com. We have the strength of schedule tool up now for the wide receiver position for the units. Also, the 2020 wide receiver cornerback matchup projection visualization tool. Um, so we have the unit tool for wide receivers. If you just like to see how wide receivers from that particular unit fair versus the cornerback groupings. We also have the actual um, cumulative matchups on the individual matchup side that we project out for the wide receivers for the top uh, 75 or so, as far as wide receiver ADP and then the unit uh, tools for the running backs, the wide receivers and the tight ends. I'll get quarterbacks up this week. I will get the offensive line rankings up by next week. Thanks to the, Loud, loud um, complaints of numerous members of Roster Watch Nation. I'm saying I'll wait till these opt outs stop. I'm like, like if we get these offensive linemen opting out, there's certain, you know, like let's get them all to stop. Then we can project what these offensive lines are going to be. If I would have done it before, I would have had to redo the Patriots, you know, because of Marcus Cannon and all the rest of this stuff. So we'll wait till the opt out stops and we'll get the offensive line stuff. But we've talked about the running back and the wide receiver strength of schedule respectively on this podcast before, Trash Man. But I just kind of want to go over with you. Let's just say the top, uh, let's say the top three uh, best. Uh, maybe we, can, we shouldn't do the top three because we're going to need to do the top one, two, three, four, five, sixth best. Because technically, uh, number three is tied with four of these guys. We can break the tie by who has the best fast start. Let's just do that. We'll break the tie by who has the best fast start. The top three. All right, the best tight end schedule in all of fantasy football, the year of our Lord, 2020, the Indianapolis Colts. Your thoughts on that, Trash Man? I like it. I like. I think in my most recent piece, I was talking about tight end sleepers, and Jack Doyle was one of them for me. There will be no Eric Ebron there. Mo Cox is going to start the year on the physically unable to perform list. I feel like Jack Doyle is – I mean, we know Phil Rivers likes to go to his tight ends. I feel like this is going to be uh, a boom year for Jack Doyle. Hard to imagine. But I think – I mean, I kind of think you're right. I've, I've, I've been taking Jack Doyle late in some best ball drafts. They, 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 they do have Trey Burton there now. We know about they Trey Burton. They do Burton's. have Trey Burton. Trey Burton has I, I feel like – I don't feel like he's in a, a replacement. I feel like he's more of a compliment. Uh, okay. Um Number two, Jacksonville Jaguars, and they have an excellent, excellent start. They, it's a tough bottom eight. It's what we project. We project this as a bottom. Maybe it's because we have such high grades on the guys like Darius Leonard and Malik Hooker and some of these dudes. But this, 
we have the Colts projected as a bottom eight matchup for opposing tight ends coming into this year. But after that, four top eight matchups in a row actually capped off in week six right before the bye by a top 12 matchup. So five top 12 matchups in a row, but four top eight matchups in a row right at the very beginning of the season, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, they have Tyler Eifert, Tyler Eifert in that position now. I see he's a sneaky, he's a sneaky, sneaky pick. We know he can score sneaky touchdowns pick. if he can stay healthy. It could be, it could be a really good pick. Yeah, the uh, the interesting thing about Tyler Eifert is that Jay he does Ty, does, did Jay Gruden work with him when he was in? They can't get they do, do, do they have an existing relationship in Cincinnati? Jay Gruden. Let's see. Um, So Bengals, let's see. Did they know each other? Bengals offensive coordinator. Yeah, so he, he, I think, yeah, yeah, because I think that they were together maybe for one season with the Bengals. It couldn't have been too long because Tyler Rivers not that old, but I believe it was one season. His back is. If it's not, people are, uh, yeah, people in the chat will let us know. Uh, let's see. We got Joey two times saying he's not worried about McCoy being good. He's worried about Arians feeding McCoy, despite the fact that he's not good. That's probably true. Well, as your problem is asking where are the offensive line, where are the <laughs> offensive line rankings? Oh, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to get him up. I promise. Um, uh, okay. And all right. So the third best, and this is trash. Man, you're going to love this. The Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. So more good news there for Mark Andrews. He starts out with, um, it's not just a gr- he has the fastest start too because he started right out of the gate a top eight matchup versus Cleveland a top eight matchup at Houston a top 12 matchup versus Kansas City which I can understand how Kansas City can be such an easy matchup when they have Teron Matthew on their team so I might have to look into that at Washington is a top eight matchup and then Cincinnati's a top eight matchup that is his first five weeks of the season Mark Andrews could come out hot it makes me worried that I'm just not getting any of him. He's he's just he's he's going way 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 too early for me. He's going at a point in time where I just cannot be focusing on tight ends in my drafts. What are your thoughts about him? And you know, you yeah, get, I think he's I think he's being slightly overvalued in drafts. Um, he doesn't get targeted to the he doesn't get targeted enough to I, for me to warrant where he's being drafted. But like you said, he's got a great schedule. He's really efficient. He's being, He's being taken in the fourth round. I mean, he's going ahead of guys like Calvin Ridley, and he's going ahead of you know. I just, I can't. It's just hard from hard. I can't hard for justify me to get the, it. I don't think the volume is going to be there, but he'll be he'll be efficient as we know. And he's got this great schedule, so maybe he's and and, and Hayden Hurst is gone. Yeah. Does and maybe the Ravens can't be as run heavy this year. They get Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Lamar Jackson says that they have the perfect locker room for him. That's crazy. <laughs> um, okay. And, and Is it the his worst. own locker room? And, uh, uh, separate uh, from the rest of the teams? I feel like that's the uh, that's the best locker room for him. I, I would want to be as socially distanced as possible from, from, a, from AB84, personally. All right. The top we'll say the top four worst tight end schedules. And these are important because all of these have guys who are definitely fantasy relevant. Um, the worst tight end schedule on the season base ball by itself. 
is the Atlanta Falcons. Speaking of Hayden Hurst, who's been getting a lot of talking up lately um, from Matt Ryan, who's doing a he's Matt Ryan's doing these bullshit interviews for the Gatorade Player of the Year, where he just goes and has to talk with everybody, but give two minutes of his pitch is all about the you know Gatorade and what they're doing in youth communities. But during this during this media parade, he has been talking up Hayden Hurst. Your thoughts on the on the? I mean, teams are going to have so much to deal with, and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley on the outside. I think maybe that mitigates some of the some of the difficulty um, that uh, Hurst would face there. The Kansas City Chiefs and Travis Kelsey—they'll probably come out with a bang against a top eight matchup versus Houston. But then after that, they'll face the Chargers, who. I mean that's that's an objectively tough matchup just personnel wise when you when you look at you know think about guys like Derwin James Baltimore Ravens that's a tough matchup just personnel wise considering that you know they can move Marlon Humphrey down into the slot to guard a guy like Travis Kelsey uh, New England is just an objectively tough matchup for tight ends always has been so three bottom eight matchups over the course of the first four weeks of the season and then if we go out to week seven we have four bottom eight matchups because we'll throw in Denver. And we'll also throw in at, at Buffalo. This is a bottom 12 matchup. So uh, I don't – Travis Kelsey's clearly matchup proof, but he's going yeah, in drafts proof. where I'm not getting him. If you have a keeper league or something like that or like a tight end premium league where um, you'd like to go get him, he's clearly one of the top two tight ends in fantasy. But um, in regular old redraft leagues – or at least where I'm not being able to keep him at some kind of discount or some weird thing. Like I'm not, I'm not taking Travis Kelsey, um, which could be to my detriment. I mean, just looking at his, looking at his log last year. I mean, he actually, he actually seemed to do better against teams that had better defenses. No way. And maybe that's because the defenses were better and, you know, Mahomes is having to take higher percentage throws and, you know, the offense was moving and maybe a less, ex- less explosive fashion with lower average depth of target would be my hypothesis. You know, I'm certainly, yeah. cer- 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 certainly no real science behind that. Okay. So the, the other two are the I mean, yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, just looking at it, his targets are up. He has double dark digit targets on teams generally that have, you know, better defenses. It looks like the Las Vegas Raiders have the, the tied for the third worst matchup with the new Orleans, the third worst uh, schedule tied with the new Orleans saints. So two more fantasy relevant guys, Darren Waller and Jared cook. We've been getting a ton of Jared cook in these drafts. I'm not particularly worried, but maybe another ding against him. When you consider that uh, we were, we were already worried a little bit about Emmanuel Sanders coming to town and maybe taking away some of those intermediate looks. Um, your thoughts on Waller, and your thoughts on Jared Cook? Certainly, a certainly a, just a a sea of difference between the two of them as far as ADP is concerned. Waller right now going late fifth round pick uh, pick fifty seven, whereas Jared Cook, as you saw earlier in the simulation, um, going more like ninth round, tenth round. Uh, you can get him. His his current ADP can, as far as the ADP consensus looks like it's uh, at tight end 97 or a tight end 10 overall ADP of 97. Yeah. I feel fine about cook where you can get him right now. I think, I don't think Emmanuel Sanders is a, I don't think he's really going to be a red zone option for the saints. 
So I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's going to, I mean, considering where you can get cook, I think he's still going to offer considerable value. I mean, Darren, I'm, I'm really up in the air on this Raiders offense. Like it's just like none of the pieces seem to really make sense to me. And none of the moves that they've made really seem to have made sense to me. Yeah. It's hard Um, hard to make nuts and bolts of it. I mean, are you you getting lower on Josh Jacobs too? The more, the more times I have to click on his name in a draft, the more times I'm thinking like, (laughs) do I, do I really want to click his name? It's, it's not a sexy pick. I'll say that much. All right. What, which are the most unsexy picks, trash man? Let's get into uh, You've been just, you've been texting me all morning. That's why I'm so, I feel like I'm tired. I haven't gotten enough sleep. Trash me started texting me at 7 a.m. this morning saying, dude, I'm hyped. I'm hyped to talk about these overvalued. These only over, way I'm up these, at 7 a.m. is it? Player. Only way I'm up at 7 a.m. is this, but I haven't gone to sleep yet. That's, that's true. You, you still sit like, I mean, we're definitely young men, but you, I mean, I've gotten old enough now to where it's like I feel like you stay up till unacceptable hours, trash man. When you when you send when you send me emails at like three forty five in the morning, that's unacceptable. That, you should be asleep. That only happened once. That happened once. I know, and, but it was and, so. And I, and it was, I, I, I couldn't sleep, so I thought it, it would work. It was Why not. It only. I mean, when something disturbing happens, even if it only happens <laughs> once, you you remember it in the back of your head. Hey, we were both only professional come- musicians at one point. We're used. I mean, like the the nightlife is uh, the, I don't know I- the night owl uh, life is uh, is in our blood. It is not in my blood. I got that shit transfused <laughs> right the fuck out a long time ago, man. I hate to even I hate to even admit that I used to do music for a job. It's just a, a fantasy of- football. That's that, that's much more noble. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right, come on, man. Let's. Uh, let's- Let's talk about these uh, our, our 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 SEO overlords have demanded that we talk about the players who are most overvalued. Let's talk about it. Sony Michelle and PBR is he overvalued? Formats. I where, think so. I uh, dude, I am. I'm a. I'm a, like like you mentioned earlier. I'm a professional fantasy football analyst. I don't e- who who makes a cheat sheet that helps people draft. <laughs> I don't even know where Sony Michelle is going. That's like I don't even know. He's he's, he's going at. He's going to the end of the eighth round, and it's just still too high. It is right? still too high. Eight, nine yes. turns. Like I just, I, I don't, I, I don't want him. Uh, let's see here. Uh, John Messina is talking about Jared talking about Mark Andrews' diabetes. Uh, <laughs> see. Cook could be a this guy saying Kipsy saying Cook could be a sell high if he has a good start. You know, if you could, yeah, that's yeah, that's true because he he he, he has a worse sec, second half schedule. That's a good point. That's a guy that's actually looked at the tool. Um, hard work doesn't sleep. War is your problems. Asking if Le'Veon Bell is overvalued. Well, we'll see if Trash Man gets to him. The the, the robot overlords don't sleep either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my musical talent is overvalued, man. If you think my musical talent's overvalued, listen to the Roster Watch theme song, dude. I. I God, I co-wrote and recorded that bitch. All right. Trash man. Amari Cooper. Overvalued. Amari Cooper. I, mean, I, you- I, 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 I agree. Amari Cooper has been taken right now at pick 35 overall in PPR. So right at the three, the three, four yeah, it's wide receiver 14 on fantasy pros PPR. On but, half PPR, he's 10. Okay. 
Fair enough. Over guys like um, I mean, like I think DJ. I mean, you, you take it take above it guys like DJ. Adam Thielen, DJ Moore. No, thank you. No, no. That's a, that's, a, that's a leak in people's games, man. What I and I get what people are talking about when they're saying that for CD Lamb to come in and for Michael Gallup to take the next step. I believe it was was it eighty three targets each for Randall Cobb and was did, did Jason Witten somehow have like eighty something targets last year? Let me just look I, and see. That sounds absurd, but it sounds absurd, but I think it might be true because we like let's just see. Um, Witten last year 80, 83 targets. That's the exact oh, wow. number. So Witten had eighty three targets. Randall Cobb had eighty three targets. So that's a, that's a 166 vacated targets on that team. It's almost like CD can come in, Amari can be Amari, and Gallup can maybe take a step if the offense is concentrated through the passing game with those, you know, just with those three. I still think that CD Lamb is just so good that I I think that. Um, I'm not going to spin up for Amari when I can take CD in like the yeah. 11th round, even though it's, you know, he's a, he's a rookie. This is a tough year to take rookies. I do agree that Amari Cooper is overvalued. I'm, I find myself getting less and less of him as that ADP kind of creeps up. Yeah, there was a point we could get him in like the fourth round. Yeah. But uh, I don't, I don't feel like that's the case anymore. How many more of these overvalued players do you got? We'll do a couple. Allen Robinson. Overvalued? Why? Well, I mean, he saw, he saw, saw hundred. He had the second most, targets among wide receivers last season although um his yards per route run was 31st hey hold on what hold on his yards per what yards per, per route run route run okay all right i thought you said per per route run like 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 a route 66 <laughs> i mean and i feel like nick Foles. I think he, he he tends to he actually does tend to throw more to running backs and he tends to throw more to tight ends i think they're I think they're going to get the ball more to tight ends. The Bears tight ends were targeted on only 12% of passes last season. It was the fourth lowest in the league. And and, and picking up Jimmy Graham and investing in Cole Komet, I just don't see that happening again. I, I just don't see Allen Robinson getting that same amount of targets in this offense. Allen Robinson – Finished last year in PPR as wide receiver in fantasy points per game as wide receiver 10. He's going at wide receiver nine. I like him better this year because I think the quarterback will be better this year. Is either I just don't think they're going to be quite as I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to be quite as dependent on him this season. I think he'll be good. Okay. I just I think think he's being slightly overvalued. I mean, I can, maybe you know it is kind of weird to see his name in the you know in the, all these top ten lists and to see this hype that he seems to be getting. Um, you know, it's not the it's not the most likely suspect, but I mean, he's going around. I mean, Kenny Galladay is going earlier than Allen Robinson, and if you just As look at should. the monster, well, but I mean, he's only given you a monster game 12.9% of the time over the last two years, whereas Allen Robinson's done it 13.3% of the time, over 25 PPR points. 
He also has a he's they also basically the same exact same bust rate in PPR, so less than ten points. I Kenny mean, Galladay's and, gotten and you that twenty nine. Kenny Galladay was without Robinson Matt was, was, was without Matt Stafford for half of his yeah, game. Alan, Alan Robinson has basically been tied to the same jerks that fucking the Detroit Lions were rolling out last year for his entire career, dating back to college. He's never had a good quarterback. Never. At, at, at least Kenny Galladay had 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 Matt Stafford for a few games. Well, then the offense has had to funnel through him for that reason. Who's your Who's your last overvalued? Cooper game? Cup. Cooper Cup overvalued. I think it's there. The Rams are more successful with twelve personnel. I, I feel like he's kind of might be the odd man out here this season. He was the, he was the latter half of last season. 